the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Two people can see the same event and see something very different. And I wonder if there's a bit of a Rashomon effect going on here with uh, last night's debate happening. Conrad Black, Lord Conrad Black, I should add, uh, whose commentary I enjoy, very smart guy, historian. Uh, he writes over at Am Greatness. Um, hmm. There was uh, no clear winner in Tuesday's presidential debate, and the country was the loser. President Trump could have won decisively. It just followed Napoleon's famous advice to not interrupt your enemy when he is making a mistake. The moderator, Fox News Channel's Chris Wallace, did an excellent professional job, largely without bias and undoubtedly more fairly than those who will conduct the next two debates. But he didn't come hard enough. uh, didn't come down hard enough on the uh, interruptions. If Trump had just allowed Wallace to follow up on his questions of Biden, the former vice president would have stumbled badly. Trump's irritating interruptions created an incoherent cacophony that enabled Biden to escape severe embarrassment. On balance, Trump almost certainly won, but a very few viewers would have had the perseverance to listen carefully enough to note that Trump defended his own record quite capably, and Biden was very shaky and imprecise both in his criticism of his opponent and explaining why he should be president. Now, I agree with um, a lot of that, uh, not the Chris Wallace part, um, and... Um, the uh, uh, and, but, but definitely the the interrupt your enemy part. But but I don't know. Maybe I'm just seeing things differently than uh, than Conrad Black is. Then, for example, the the two thirds of uh, respondents to that Telemundo poll that said Trump won the debate. The CBS News instant poll showed Biden beating Trump 48 to 41. Right. Which is. Yeah. Which is fairly close based on the what I think the expectations were of the two candidates going in and then what that turned out to be, which I think uh, I think Conrad Black describes accurately incoherent cacophony is a uh, that's good as a good phrase. It was also, by the, the way, the name of what band name of my uh, college garage <laughs> band, an OMD cover band. <laughs> I thought that what it was going to be. Yeah. For more on the topic, we're mm. pleased to be joined by John Nolte, editor-at-large at Breitbart, Breitbart.com. John, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, good morning. Thank you for having me on. Uh, so um, what, you've heard what Conrad Black is, uh, and probably read what Conrad Black saw. You sort of get an indication what um, what I saw. What did you see last night? I try to look at the debate not so much as point here, point there. What I try to look at is what everybody's going to take away from it as it soaks in over the coming days. And I go out of my way to avoid any analysis, especially on news, especially on TV from the media. And I think Trump won the debate. Um, I think he won. I think he won ugly. 
I don't think he had a choice, but I think he won the debate. I think he won because, one, Biden has been hiding so much. And I was startled by how old he looked. I mean, that guy's old. Yeah, he's 77. Yeah, he held it. Yeah, he held it together. But that guy does not look like he's in very good shape. He looks like he's barely holding it together. I think the second thing that he did is he beat Biden at his own game. Anyone who remembers the 2012 vice presidential debate between Biden and Paul Ryan remembers that it was Biden who was interrupting and laughing and heckling and sighing. So Trump just went in there and he played Biden's game and he beat him at it. Trump also was able to bring up topics that Chris Wallace wasn't going to go near, like the Hunter Biden corruption, like Antifa, like like uh, Biden's unwillingness to to uh, denounce Antifa. Um, he got Biden. And this is something I'm writing a piece on now, because I think this is for, this is something that was lost. He got Biden to admit he's going to raise taxes on the middle class. Biden said straight out, I'm going to eliminate the Trump tax cuts. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a tax on the middle class. Mm-hmm. Biden said it twice. Uh, the other thing is that Trump is always going to be Trump. He's never going to change. And what he what his skill really is, is to sort of expose his opponents as hypocrites, that they're not the classy norm lovers uh, that they want to be. So there's Biden telling the president of the United States to shut up. There's Biden telling the president of the United States he's a clown. Mm-hmm. Trump didn't engage in any name calling, didn't engage in any of that. I mean, and there, and Biden was. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't hear that at the debate. But no, he did. I said he did. Telling not. The, yeah. Oh, he didn't. Oh, oh. But telling the president of the United States to shut up, that's that's big. And telling the president a clown. So Biden looked really bad in that respect. And. I think the only place where Trump fumbled, but it's where Biden also fumbled, is that neither man really talked about a vision for the future. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate. I mean, if you remember the 2016 debates, Trump was running on very serious platforms, very serious pillars of tax cuts and regulation cuts and, and immigration and China and trade. And you didn't see a lot of that here because he's on defense. But I've been watching presidential debates since 1984. And I've never seen a president run for reelection and win the first debate. They always get the floor mopped with them because they come out of that bubble and they're just not prepared for to be challenged at all. And I mean, look at Obama's 2012 debate, his first debate with Mitt Romney. So if you're grading on that curve, I think I think Trump did really well. Well, what about Trump's, you know, when he was challenged to condemn white supremacists and said, proud boys, stand back and stand by? Well, he he wasn't saying he wasn't telling that's that's just more fake news. He wasn't telling the Proud Boys to stand by. He was telling Wallace to stand by. So they're just going to blow that up and say that that he said that. But this how how often has Trump been hit like this? I mean, all that stuff is just baked into the cake. The question is, what did people see in Joe Biden? What did the left see in Joe Biden? The people he needs to come out and vote. The guy who said he's not he's not in favor of the Green New Deal who flip-flopped on that. So if there's any changes in perception, Trump was Trump. The changes in perception are are going to hurt Biden. I don't know if it's going to be enough for Trump to win the election. I'm not saying anything like that. But I'm just looking at the debate in that respect. And I think Biden looked old. He promised to raise taxes on the middle class. 
he, he lost his cool calling the president of the United States a clown and a liar and telling him to shut up. And and uh, he repudiated the Green New Deal. And I think those things are going to be a problem for him. No one's walking out of this debate disappointed in Trump because Trump is just who he is. Well, OK, I, I was a little disappointed or frustrated. And, and a lot of uh, our callers this morning who are Trump supporters are, are a bit frustrated. Not everybody, but a lot are because there were moments where and, and again, you can modulate uh, throughout the debate. So I have no problem with him being disruptive or even interrupting but uh, doing so in a way that's productive. And I think there were many times where it was unproductive. And and, and right at the beginning of the debate, on the matter of the Amy Coney Barrett nomination, he was very good. He was room temperature. He addressed the matter uh, on the substance with the correct response. He also invoked Ruth Bader Ginsburg's words to uh, really uh, turn the the, the, the shiv and, um, and suggested what every common sense person knows, which is, Look, if Democrats were in the same position, they would do exactly what I'm doing and what Mitch McConnell is doing, just as they would have done if they had the Senate in 2016 with Merrick Garland. But unfortunately, they didn't have the Senate. The difference between a divided Senate and White House versus a White House and Senate of the same party. And, I, and I, it's easy to take away the top line from that and come across, OK, that makes perfect sense. And that's that's reasonable. And I just think we could have seen more of that from Trump because that's also Trump. Uh, it's not just the uh, the, 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 the grumpy old men episodes, it's it that that also is Trump. And we just didn't see enough of that where he could have really capitalized on opportunities that Biden presented because he is trying to remember the answers rather than react. And even the one you point up where he called Antifa an idea, not an actual thing. Uh, you know, I mean, Trump said, don't tell Andy, know that the journalist who was almost beaten to death by Antifa in Portland. Don't tell Project Veritas that that has undercover video of Antifa and their meetings and their plannings and their financing. I mean, this is how out of touch Joe Biden is. This is why you can't believe him when you say he's serious about law and order, because he doesn't even know that Antifa is a domestic terrorist organization that is responsible for violence across this country. I mean, that would have been a real moment. Instead, we're left with for people like you to to remind people that that was said and how ridiculous that statement was by Biden. Yeah, I'm not arguing that Trump had a good night. I'm not arguing that he capitalized and, and was. But but if you look at the what is this going to do to voters? What are voters seeing? They Trump's just being Trump and that's him. And he's just he's he, he's sharp. Sometimes he was really sharp on, like you said, Barrett. He was really sharp on voter fraud, yeah. on mail and voting. I think that was a very, very good moment for him. He was good on taxes. Uh, Biden was terrible. I love the way he hammered Biden over Hunter Biden. Um, that was crucial. That's out there now. And I think he's going to keep doing it. But but no one looked at that and said, well, wait a minute. This guy isn't who I think he is. I I think people looked at Biden and they said, wow, he's old. He's going to raise my taxes. He's very close to feeble. And he just told the president of the United States to shut up. I've never seen anyone tell the president of the United States to shut up. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a bad moment. That's my that's my key takeaway. Well, another bad moment, I thought, was when President Trump said, name one law enforcement group who's supporting you. And he couldn't name one. Nope. Nope. And that's that's what I mean. On style, Trump was obnoxious and annoying, but he was Trump. (laughs) Biden was pulled out like a vampire in the sun. 
and we saw him. I mean, he, he just looked terrible. He's so pale. His hair is so white. And he, you know, he can barely hold. You could just tell he's barely holding on. And I think that hurt him. And I think repudiating the new Green Deal, the Green New Deal, I think that's going to hurt him with the left, with the Bernie people he's so desperate to hold on to. Not to mention the fact he was lying. He sits right on his website. He says he supports the Green New Deal. So those, my, that's, that's what I look at a debate for. What are voters going to take away from it? And, and I don't think anyone changed their mind about Trump. But I think a lot of people are going to get concerned about about Biden. Yeah, the socialists were not happy with his answers. <laughs> well, what, no, what, what, and he needs them. Well, so so then, what advice? And I mean, not that uh, Trump will do any prep the next time around. Uh, oh, he but, better. But um, what, what are your takeaways? Not not just for the October fifteenth debate between Trump and Biden, but also next week's debate between Pence and Harris. You know, where do Republicans in this ticket? need to sharpen their messaging on what topic do you think it's critically important for me? I still think the messaging on COVID is just a mess. Uh, and that's such a huge issue. I think they need to be on offense, number one, but I think there needs to be a much more in the way of specifics and deconstructing the bromides that you hear from Biden and Harris on the topic. You know, first we fix the COVID, then we fix the economy. What, what does that even mean? And then go from there. Yeah. uh, Well, just to go back to something you said, I do think Trump was prepared. I think he was very prepared. And and this was his game plan. It was to disrupt Biden, was to expose Biden Mm. to, if you want to put it this way, bring Biden down to his level. And that's what he did. Uh, uh, And to make sure, I mean, Biden, what is Biden's plan for the future? We don't have a plan. What is his plan? You know, I would love for Trump to be a little more articulate. I think the main thing that he needs to do in these upcoming debates and that Pence needs to do, they need to talk about what their plans are for the next four years. That is crucial. You know, when Bill Clinton ran for reelection, it was a bridge to the 21st century. And when George W. Bush ran for reelection, it was stay the course in the war on terror. And I'd like Trump to be able to articulate better what what his vision is. And I know he says things like more judges and, and the wall. Um, rebuild the economy. But he's rebuild the economy, stuff like that. But I, I think he needs to uh, just articulate better what the next four years are going to look like, and not just hammer away at Joe Biden um, like he did. But I do, I think, I, I do, I, I think he won the debate. I think he won it by a pretty wide margin. And if you just look at how people are going to think about it two days from now, what the impression is going to be left with them, I think he did a, I think he did a pretty good job. Hmm. Far from perfect, but he won. But it was a dirty win. All right. I uh, like the 83 White Sox winning ugly, says John Nolte. All right, John, editor-at-large, Breitbart.com. John, thanks for being with us again. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Lon He Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Tuesday night's presidential debate was a study in contrast. The accomplishments of a president over the last 47 months against a politician who's been in politics for 47 years. Two more presidential debates are scheduled in the coming weeks, and the task for President Trump is clear. He must continue to emphasize his accomplishments while sharing more with the American people about his plans for the next four years. 
The president has plans to lower the cost of health care and make our health care system more accessible and transparent. Plans to lower taxes for middle-income Americans while continuing to cut red tape for job creators and entrepreneurs. And plans to hold China accountable for its misdeeds and address other geopolitical challenges around the world. Looking ahead, President Trump should spend more time emphasizing these plans and talking about where he would lead the country in a second term. That's a recipe for winning not only the debates and the undecided voter, but perhaps the election, too. I'm Lon Hee Chen. Public policy. Pepperdine. Edu.